Welcome to Guarding Your Nest Egg Podcast. Let's get down to the nitty gritty on the market here. No secret to you, Mike, as a fee-only fiduciary financial advisor that sell-offs have hurt major U.S. stock indexes. The Mm S&P recently entering bear market territory for the first time in, what, more than two years. The Wall Street Journal's Caitlin McCobb shared some of the key causes behind this current market volatility beyond just the Fed raising interest rates. Russia's war on Ukraine came at a point when the global economy was still recovering from the COVID-19 pandemic. Sanctions against Russia and supply chain disruptions have intensified shortages of key commodities like oil, iron, fertilizer, and wheat. The commodity shortages have stoked further inflation. Prices for goods and services were already rising thanks to brisk demand and supply chain problems. The recent spread of COVID-19 in China has also spooked markets. Manufacturers are struggling to keep operations going as lockdowns disrupt truck routes and ports and make it harder to operate factories. Consumer demand, which was already anemic, has taken a big hit too. The situation has tested China's zero COVID strategy and has darkened the country's economic outlook. Bottom line, those of us listening, Mike, we're concerned about a major recession <laughs> impacting not only our investments, our retirement accounts, it's but our bad, overall day-to-day I, lives. Honestly, she sounds like, is she working for the Biden administration? Doesn't that sound She's like Biden's sound close? Well, it's all Russia's fault. Like the whole reason that everything is really bad now is because Russia, Russia and Russia did what they Russia, did at the Russia, wrong time. They did it within the wrong time. Listen, these problems existed prior to that. Fuel was already going up. Gasoline prices were going up prior to that. The government was already spending more money than they should have and pumping way too many trillions and trillions of dollars in the economy. And now everybody sits around, not us, right, as consumers or mm-hmm. investment advisors. But the powers that be currently or the administration is scratching their head going, gee whiz, I'm really surprised. Yeah, how did I just don't this know how happen? This is, how did this happen? It's, it's all Russia's fault or it's all China's fault. Like, no, it's not. It's predictable. All right. If you write people checks and lots and lots of money, free money is very easy to spend, right? I'm not knocking very people so. who got the checks, but it's easy to spend. And yeah, we had some supply chain issues because of COVID. Yeah, it affected uh, transportation across our country. There are several factors that go into the issues that we're having with inflation, the issues that we're having with gas prices. And we can't just be pointing the finger. What we have to do is take a look at what are we going to do about it now moving forward, right? So Mm -hmm. all of this finger pointing and it's this person's fault. It matters, but it doesn't matter when it comes to your personal finances. What we have to do is take a look at it and say, all right, what are we going to do about it now? So when we take a look at people and being concerned about a recession impacting our future, Kristen, what I'm tired of hearing about right now is, well, you know, this might be a recession and maybe 2023. I don't know. We can go back to this (laughs) this radio show several weeks from now when we get the uh, numbers for the second quarter here. But I think we're going to find out that not only the first quarter was a reduction in GDP, the second quarter was also, I think, going to be a reduction in GDP, which technically means, all right, that's a recession and we're already in it. So to talk about, I'm worried about there might be a recession. I think we're already in a recession. Then they come back and scratch their heads and have the same thing like, oh, gee whiz, I don't know how this recession happened. Um, Listen, (laughs) Let's do something about it now. So we're talking to people week after week uh, that are having some some pretty big concerns and and issues with their portfolios right now because markets are selling off quite a bit. A friend of mine the other day, we were just having regular conversation and he said, I know you do this radio show about investing. He said, 
I don't even want to log into my account right now. I am that concerned about all of these dips. Yeah, absolutely. So that's the emotional side of investing. It's a psychological part. I don't want to take a look because I know it's going to be bad and it's going to make me unhappy Mm -hmm. if I open my statement. There's another part of that, and it's people that are invested and they feel like, well, I know it's down right now, so I'm really afraid to make any sort of a change. Mm -hmm. I'm just going to wait for it to get back to where it was. And then I'll go back and make some changes. And, yeah, and, so and we is, really need to encourage people not to feel that way. Right? So it's an emotional decision when it comes to the portfolio. People wondering if no action is the right action. I think that's a common theme as well. And that goes back to that hang in there approach. That's right. There's a theme where people go, well, I've already lost the money. So I guess I might as well just tuck my tail between my legs and just kind of, you know, walk off and just settle. Right. It's this idea of, well, I'm just going to settle for what's happened. And I'll wait for it to come back. And, and, and we really, Kristen, if there's one thing I could tell our listeners right now is you got to rip the Band-Aid off, right? you got to open that statement. You need to understand why you're down. It can't be just as simple as, well, the market's down and that's why I'm down. Um, that's probably the case, but what are you going to do about it, right? So, mm-hmm. so you're down. What are you going to do about it now? Because typically, not all the time, I use words like typical because I don't know exactly what's going to do well moving forward. Um, but typically the investments that brought you down aren't necessarily the investments you want to be invested in moving forward. Things have changed, right? I think it's likely that markets continue going down. So if you're down right now, I would encourage you to take a look at it because do you just want to hang in there and be down more? Or would you like to find out maybe I'll pivot to investments that are likely to do well if markets continue to do poorly? Also looking for opportunities. There are Certainly areas of the market that are just getting hammered right now. Technology is uh-huh. getting hammered. You know, different sectors are getting hammered. Um, but energy is, it's been doing extremely well. Well, guess what? When something's doing really well, maybe too good, it's getting really, really overpriced. How long do you think people are going to be willing to pay five, six, maybe even $7 a gallon for gas? At some point, people are going to go, hey, not going to go out. out. I'm going to carpool, I'm I'm going to tap out, I'm going to limit, I'm going to cut back. So when we see things like energy being overbought, right now I'm seeing opportunities in energy, not investing more in it, but looking at positions that are going to do extremely well as gas prices start to come back down. So understanding where you are in your portfolio, doing an analysis of it, I think is really, really important, but it's even more important now. Don't feel like, well, I've already lost the money, I'll just wait. Take action, have a look at it, understand what's likely to happen moving forward. But also, if we can help you identify opportunities in this situation, we want to do that for you, but it takes a phone call. Connect to us anytime at guardingyournestegg.com. Well, according to research from the Senior Citizens League, Social Security benefits have climbed by 64% since 2000 due to cost of living adjustments. However, the typical retiree expenses through March of 2022 have actually increased more than double that rate to 130%. Mike, you've said here on the program many times over the years that Social Security is just one part of the financial and income planning that you create for your clients. How many sources of income should we have coming in when we stop working? Because that uh, increase in expenses is a little scary for a lot of people. 
Well, it is, and uh, sources of income and retirement are going to be different for everyone. So we'll have individuals that Social Security is their primary sort of guaranteed source. Uh, guaranteed, I guess, is a relative term, but uh, yeah. their source of income from the government because you paid into it. Other people will have pensions because of their employer. Some people have real estate income. So that's part of the financial planning process, right? We can look at sources of income, expenses, map out a plan for you to make sure that you're going to be successful in retirement. But a lot of people are dealing with Social Security and then just their investments. And well, here just the other day, having conversations with people that are really worried. Uh, and the mindset is, well, as markets are going down, where should I invest? Should I just be in cash as it's going down? I was like, well, that's better than going down, certainly. But at the same time, inflation didn't go away just because you were in cash or mm-hmm. um, your distributions, meaning withdrawals from your investments didn't go away because you were in cash. And so if you're in a situation where you're sitting in cash and markets are going down, so you're safer, but you're still playing out, you're, you're still in a way losing money. So people are very concerned. What happened to my ability to earn money on my money to offset future expenses? We have to get into all kinds of investments. So something that's a recurring theme in the conversations we're having is you got to look, I think, at inverse investments. So investments yeah. that go up when markets go down. That's counterintuitive to what most people have been understanding about their investments for their entire investing career. Is like, you mean there are ones that go up when the market goes? Yes. Unless you have somebody that's going to introduce you to those types of investments and how they work, you'll never have access to it. So it's more than just cash or market. It's about planning and coming up with a plan to help you be successful in retirement. A survey by the Wall Street Journal of more than 600 small businesses found that inflation, supply and demand, and tough competition for workers is causing entrepreneurs to lose a lot of confidence in the economy. There's Mm -hmm. really, really difficult situations entrepreneurs are facing to keep their businesses open. In fact, 57% of small business owners expect economic conditions to worsen in the next year equal to the all-time high from April of 2020. Now, Mike, I know you are a business owner yourself, the founder of Talon Wealth Management, and you help a lot of entrepreneurs plan for and transition into retirement. Are any of those clients bringing up new concerns about their financial future? Well, certainly. uh, I mean, if you're in the restaurant industry, and and we have um, a lot of clients that are in the restaurant industry, I mean, it's been very, very difficult for them. I'm always interested in how our clients' businesses are doing, whether they're working for a a large corporation or whether they run their own business. And when we're doing review meetings, I'll ask them, I mean, you're out there, you're on the front lines, you're seeing it. What's happening? Because what I know as an investment advisor and a fiduciary is that eventually trickles down to Wall Street when it comes to investments. The concerns that they're having are are very real. So we talked about staffing. So if you're in the restaurant industry, and it depends on where in the country you're located, some places are far worse than others, but it's a concern. Now, Wall Street's typically looking six months down the road. So to be very, very reactive to what's happening right now, I'll tell a story on myself and uh, Katie, my wife, you know, she knows what I do for a living, clearly. She's well a, done. <laughs> uh, yeah, she's a medical doctor. She does something completely different. She's very good at what she does, but I'll be honest, she's not great on the investing you know, part of things. That's why you make a good match. That's why I make a good match. But she wants to know, well, hey, I heard that this was going to happen next week on this particular stock and I want you to tell me how is that going to affect it. 
So I can't tell her again, Katie, what's happening next week. The stock market looks six months out. (laughs) We have to plan for the future. And the movements that you make when it comes to portfolios should be based on what's likely to happen down the road, not what's likely to happen next week. And this is part of the reason why we took so many of our clients to cash. You know, a couple months ago, it was our view on the probability of markets doing poorly in the future. We didn't have a crystal ball, Kristen. It's just sort of matter of fact, common sense type of investing. And so going back to people that are having to deal with these issues, yeah, you have to take a look at not just what's going on today, but what is your business likely to look like in six months? And people are very concerned. So we're walking them through the process of what types of preparations should you be making in your portfolio right now? Because we don't think it's going to look better in the future. How can you benefit from markets going down? Let's have that conversation. Believe it or not, Kristen, you can benefit quite a bit from markets going down or the economy getting bad. You just have to have the right types of investments in your portfolio. This is this is, this is Guarding Your Nest Egg with Mike Lester. Catch up and interact with the show anytime at guardingyournestegg.com. Mike Lester is an investment advisor representative of Talon Private Wealth, LLC, an SEC-registered investment advisor. Talon Private Wealth and this radio station are not affiliated. Information presented on this program is believed to be factual and up-to-date, but we do not guarantee its accuracy and it should not be regarded as a complete analysis of the subjects discussed. This information should not be considered tax or legal advice. Discussions and answers to questions do not involve the rendering of personalized advice, but are limited to the dissemination of general information.